Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Come and deal with all their burdens, all their issues. Um, not be a mom for a moment, not be a wife, not be a boss, not be a CEO, but at that one moment that they just get to be a lady, a woman, and God gets to minister to them and to restore to them everything that's been broken, been taken away, been moved, whatever. So that's why we just do a ladies only Bible study so that we can renew ourselves. A lot of us play so many different roles and God just likes to refresh and restore us during the week. So if you've never been a part of our ladies Bible study, I promise you today is the day that you should connect to ladies Bible study. God is definitely doing something through ladies Bible study. I promise he is. Um, If you're not subscribed to the website, go subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And you'll get connected. Uh, All of our devotionals that go out, we have written devotionals. We have a team of writers. Also, we're looking for writers um, and we're looking for special guests for the next fall. So make sure you get connected to the website because it gives you all the information. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. I told you videos now on Facebook only last three weeks. So those videos will expire and you'll have to catch everything else on the YouTube channel. So we cleaned up Facebook uh, this past week and we're looking much more professional. We got website updates and all kinds of other information. Y'all ready for the word? (laughs) Y'all ready for the word? I'm ready for the word. I'm always excited about what God does. So we're still in this grave robber series. Uh, Anytime, my God, Jesus is on the scene. The Holy Spirit shares, uh, shows up. And once you have an encounter from him, I promise you, you should experience something different. You should feel better. You should feel renewed. You should feel the power of God in your life. And so we still in chapter, we still in the fourth chapter of John. We still um, talking about this woman or at the well or the Samaritan woman and her story. And if you haven't caught the backstory of her, then guess what? This morning, I want you to catch the backstory. Go today and spend some time. We put those videos all in one place. Spend some time on the Grave Robber series. Go see it from the beginning. Go see the revelation that God gave us in the word for the woman, with the woman, with the issue of blood, with Lazarus, all the mighty things that he's given us. And then let's get a word in Revelation. There's an encounter with Christ. And I just believe, my God, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. I just believe there's a divine appointment for you. There's a divine appointment for you. There's a divine assignment for you. I just truly believe that there's the the resurrecting power is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. So let's get ready for the word. You ready to pray? Let's pray and get ready. Father God, I thank you, my God. I thank you, my God. I thank you, my God. I thank you, Father God, for this day. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, Lord God, one that destroys the yokes of bondage of sickness and disease. I cancel the assignment of the enemy off this devotional, off this day. Nothing shall lack my 
God. No one shall go without my God. The word of the Lord is quick. <laughs> it's quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. So we thank you, Father God, that the word of the Lord is going forth today. We thank you for fresh manner on today, Lord God. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that the scales are off our eyes, that our ears are open to hear, Lord God, that we are just saturated in your presence. We are just saturated in your peace. We are just saturated in your glory. My God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We invite you in. We welcome you into this devotional. We welcome you into our lives. My God, we open up our hearts to you, our mind, our spirit, our soul, our body, our homes. My God, angels go before us. We thank you for your very presence, Lord. We thank you for your very presence. We thank you. You are the God of truth, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word of God. We thank you, Father God, that the word is already established. And we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, that everything that has breath, just praise the Lord. We welcome you in, Father. We welcome you in, Spirit of Truth. We welcome you in, Advocator. My God, we welcome you in. I cover the people in the blood of Jesus, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near their dwelling. I seal them in the precious blood. The blood becomes the standard. The blood becomes the standard. I thank you, Father God, that the blood is the standard. My God, my God, that they are anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication making that request known before you, Lord God. And you are the God of God that will answer. You are a mighty God. I thank you for a mighty wind blowing. I thank you for a mighty wind and a fresh wind blowing. My God, wet us up, oh Lord. Wet us up, oh Lord. Fill up our cups in Jesus' name. Amen. Fill up our cups, my God, in Jesus' name, oh man, man. Lord God, give us your holiness. We thank you, Father God. You are a sovereign God, a mighty God, a powerful God. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless your holy name. So I need to go back um, into John, and we're going to back up a little bit, and we're going to go to the 13th verse the 13th through the 15th verse. And so I need to um, I need to go there because God was giving me some revelation for some other things. Um, can I tell you something? When you make a decision to press into the things of the spirit, when you make a decision to press into God, uh, the devil isn't gonna be happy. But God, don't you relinquish your rights to him. That's a word for somebody. Don't you relinquish your rights to him. Don't you give up your rights to him because um, he thinks you should. He'll apply the pressure. He'll put you at a pressure point into a place. He'll start affecting your money. He'll start coming in your house. He'll start dealing with your children. He'll start fighting you in your mind. He'll start doing absolutely all of these things to keep you from advancing or moving forward. He likes to get you and consume you in fear because he knows that if you're in fear, you won't advance. See, fear, I talked about this on Instagram yesterday. Fear takes your confidence. 
Fear takes your confidence. So if he can get you less confident in the word, if he can get you consumed with fear, if he can get you overwhelmed with fear, then he's coming for your confidence. And then you won't trust God the way that you're supposed to. You won't press into things that God the way you're supposed to. The biggest mistake that you can is make a disconnect, draw away from Christ. As a matter of fact, when the pressure gets turned up, you need to run to Christ. You need to run to Christ. Don't back away from Christ press into the things of Christ. And what the enemy would typically do, he'll have you back away from Christ. He puts you in a position where he'll make you think God's not going to answer. He'll make you think that God isn't listening. He'll make you think that God doesn't hear you. And God hears absolutely everything. So I'm saying to you, without a doubt, he's going to come for your voice. He's going to come for your words. He's going to try to switch it up. He's going to try to confuse you, but don't fall for that. Don't, don't fall for that. Do not fall for that. Okay, let's get into John 4. All right, um, okay, if I, I'm, we're getting into John 4, and we're going to back up to the 13th and 15th through the 15th verse. And Jesus is talking to her, and he says, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I, I give will never be thirsty again, because it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them internal life. And she says, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband. The woman replied, so the woman replied, and Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. That's what the New Living Translation version says. My God, you certainly spoke the truth. You certainly spoke the truth. And then she goes, process. so I need to hang. We're going to hang right there for a minute. We're going to deal with some things for a minute. We need to do some spiritual checkups for a minute. We need to take some time to do some spiritual checkups for a minute. So I want, I want to tell you first, you can't afford it just for anything to just quench your thirst. And so you got to ask yourself when we're reading this, I told you, we got to ask ourselves, we got to follow the steps. We got to ask a question. You got to ask yourself, what have I been using? My God, I'm trying not to yell because the boys are in here sleep. What have I been using to satisfy myself other than Jesus? What else has my attention other than Jesus? What else have I been using to quench or satisfy my thirst other than Jesus? What am I running to first? Is it friend? Is it conversation? Is it television? Is it a relationship? Is it a degree? What have I been using in the place of Jesus? Because that's what he was showing her. She had some addictions. She had some issues. She had some problems. She had some things that she were tied to that was separating her and keeping her from walking into the fullness of who Christ called her to be. So you've got to ask yourself, and I'm just, and it could be religion. You could be running to the church every day and still be dry. My God, you could be running to the church every day and still be dry. You could be at every Bible study. You could be at every revival. You could be at every service. You could be running into those things, doing them religiously, making religion an idol and still be dry. So the first thing we're going to ask our today. What do we have in the place of Jesus? What do we, I just took all my social media off my phone. I just took all my social media 
off my phone. I'm using it only for ministry and what God called to be. I just took, I said, I will not have any other God be for you. I will have not have anything else in your place. So you got to ask yourself, what do I have in your place? What do I have on my mind? What am I thinking about more than you? It says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14 and 6. Ask yourself, is there any other way I'm taking? Is there any other path that I'm on? If he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, is there any other path that I'm on? Am I justifying behaviors? Am I in cycles and patterns and ways? We had to come back. I'm telling you, the Lord said, pause it. I need you to pause it right there. You've got to ask, is there any other truth I'm believing other than what this word says? Have I? Am I lying to myself? Am I keeping myself in cycles and broken places because it feels comfortable, because it feels good, because I don't want to let go of this thing? I'm pretty sure she thought her way of living was the best way for her to live at this time. But what she was doing was drinking from another well. My God, she was drinking from another well. She was drinking from other things. She was letting other things quench and satisfy her thirst. What do you have in your life that's taking the place of Jesus? If he is the way and you are on any other way, then that thing has precedent. If he is the truth and you're believing or confessing or living anything else, right? Then he's not your number one. And then he's the bringer of life. Anything else that you may be tapped into, that you may be tied into, cannot give you life. And that's what he says. He says, anyone who drinks this water will soon begin thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give them will never be thirsty again. Can I tell you something? Whatever you're attached to, my God, whatever you're attached to that doesn't look like Jesus, it's going to dry up. It's going to dry up. It's going to dry up. It becomes a dead, dormant thing. If it's not God's will for your life, it's going to dry up. If you're in the wrong position, if you're at the wrong job, if you're with the wrong person, and Christ, it's not his way. It's not his truth. It's not his life that he has for you. It's going to dry up. It's going to dry up. It's going to drive up. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end that leads to death, it seems right to you. You've justified it. Um, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says, shun the very presence of evil. You, you're participating. You're practicing it. You're allowing something else to become an idol in your life. Adultery is high right now. That's why I took social media off my phone. Adultery is real high right now. We're holding on and tapping away. We're tapping into things and leaving those things and letting those things become an idol. Is there anything in your life that has become an idol? Apparently being married, being in a relationship have become her idol more than Christ. Have, become, have you been searching for anything else to complete you or other than God? Have you been searching for anything else to complete you other than God? I had to repeat that. What else is there for men? As the second Timothy three, one, two tells us this in the last days, terrible times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lover of, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. Idultery begins when you lose your sight of Christ. 
Idolatry begins when you lose your sight of Christ. So what do you have your eyes on? My God, what are you waking up thinking about? What are you doing during the day? What do you have your eyes on? Can I tell you something? Wherever your treasure is, and this is scriptural, wherever your treasure is, your heart is there also. So her treasure was in being married or her treasure was being with these different men. She wouldn't even pause to get herself whole probably before she went and got into another relationship. She wouldn't even pause to get herself whole before she got into another relationship. She probably was from relationship to relationship. And the reason why is because there was something else that was her source. There was someone else as her source. There was someone else that became her way. There was someone else that became her truth. There was someone else that became her life. So you got to ask yourself, what else do I have in your place? Matthew 6 and 21, 23 says, deal with it. If it's your eyes causing you to sin, man, you might as well go on and throw out the whole body. It tells you pluck your eyes out if it's your eyes causing you to sin. I'm going to tell you whatever it is in your life that's causing you to sin, whatever it is that's keeping you from drinking the water, water, throw the whole, I don't care if it's a person, throw the whole person out. Why? Because he wants, God is a jealous God, and he is not interested in you having any other God before him. So he was telling her, he said, you're trying to fill yourself up with the things of this world. And so Jesus was telling her, I got something for you, baby, that'll change your life if you'll put away what else you have going on and tap into me. And God is offering us the same thing today. If you'll trust me, if you'll let me become your way, if you'll let me become your truth, if you'll let me become your life, if you'll be Matthew 6, and seek first the kingdom of heaven, everything else I'm going to add unto you. I'm going to take care of your finances. I'm going to take, you ain't got to compromise yourself and get no bills paid. You ain't got to compromise yourself. You ain't got to compromise. You got to stay at no job that you know you're not supposed to be at just for a paycheck. You ain't got to live in a life of fear. You ain't got to be consumed. You ain't got to be overwhelmed. You shouldn't be living in your less than state. You are the righteousness of God. My God. A lot of times we can't, my God, Nisi says something big so you can go for it. You cannot go for it because you're hindered or snagged in the place because you're operating in a realm of carnality. Nobody really wants to talk about holiness anymore. Nobody really wants to talk about this life in Christ from a place in which God is requiring us. Mm-mm. I want, we would just want to be hyped up. I can't afford to hype you up. I got to talk to you about Jesus. I got to talk to you about the way. I got to talk to you about the truth. I got to talk to you about the life. I got to talk to you about kingdom because the kingdom of God is at hand. He said, so he says, he says, go get your husband. He said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you're not even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke of the truth. So he brought her to the truth. Today, I want you to come to your truth. What else have I had? Are are my children in front of Jesus? Is my career in front of Jesus? What do I have that's replacing Jesus? That's all you got to say is, what is my way? What else is in the way? What else has become my truth? And what else? Can I tell you something? In Matthew, when they were trying to catch him up and they were saying, what are the greatest commandments? And he said, you can hang your hat basically on this too. Love God with all your heart, all your might, all your soul, all your spirit. And then love your neighbor as yourself. 
If there is something going on, it's a love issue. It's because you're not loving God with everything in you. And these other things have taken precedent. So let's do a checkup today. Let's do a spiritual checkup today. Let's make sure that we don't have any other God before him. Let's make sure we don't have any other God before him. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart. Even religion can become a God. Even religion can become a God. Some of y'all got trying to usher you into a different space and a different place because you've been at that church so long or because you've been involved in things so long, you won't disconnect and you justify instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to you. That's why I told you, you got to have the, the spirit and the word. You can't have the spirit or the word. You got to have the spirit and the word. You can have the word and no spirit and you're going to dry up. You're going to have the you're gonna have the spirit and no word and you're going to blow up. They balance each other out. My God, you got to refocus. We got to refocus. We got to deal with the idols. We got to look at what's going on around us that's keeping us distracted and moving into the fullness of who we are. You are the righteousness of God. You are God's apple. You are the apple of his eye. You are the most important thing to him. He created you. You were created by God, for God, for the glory of God. He loves you. This is why Jesus dealt with her so gentle. It really wasn't so much about the sin. My God, what he was demonstrating, showing to her is your sin is interfering with our relationship. Your sin is keeping you from being wet all the time. Your sin is keeping the Holy Spirit from moving in your life all the time. And sometimes we get confused. And I know it's hard because we'll see people and they seem blessed and they say, Lord, Lord. They tell you how God did it for you. But everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom. And we will pimp grace and we'll pimp mercy and we'll, we'll hold on to those things. And I'm telling you, without a doubt, everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is not going to enter the kingdom. That's why you got to keep your eyes off everybody else and keep your mind on him. Is he your way? My God, that's a big question for today. Is he your way? Is he your truth? Is he your life? And is there anything else in your life that's interfering with him being number one supreme drink? Is there anything else that you're drinking on? My God, that's keeping you from receiving this everlasting water. This everlasting water. Is there anything else that you're tied into that's keeping you from doing what you need to do and receiving the fullness of who and what? God is, my God, this is the truth. My God, this is the word. My God is kingdom. Can I tell you something? The enemy knows that if you continue, and we're going to close out with this, the enemy knows that if you continue to drink on things, God, if you continue to drink on things that are not of God, he knows you're going to dry up. He knows you're not going to have no joy. He knows the water ain't going to flow freely. He knows you're going to become fearful. He knows that your relationships are going to become destructive. He knows this. This is why he wants you having other ways or other things that substitute and fill the place of God. My 
God, my God, nothing can be before God. Nothing can be before God. No relationship, no circumstance, no situation. Nothing can be before God. Well, let's go on and get our decree in today. Let's go. We haven't been able to get our Bill Winston decree in today. Fortunately, because I'm at home, I can stay on a little bit longer. I want to get in our decree today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about when Jesus said we will worship in spirit and truth. We're getting ready to get into that this week. I love God. I'm so grateful that he brings us to the end of ourselves. Can I tell you something, though? This is not for you to be haughty. This is not for you to judge anybody else. This is for you to search your own heart. This is not for you to take these scriptures and start applying them to everybody else. This is for you to take these scriptures and apply them to your own life. These are for you to take these scriptures and apply them to your own life (laughs) so that you can apply them to your own life, so that you can apply them to your own situation, so you can make sure you have no other gods before him, so that you can make sure you're seated at the right hand of fellowship so that you can make sure you're not overwhelmed. This this is for you to apply to your own life to do the greater work on you. So let's do our Bill Winston confession. And if you're new and you don't have the Bill Winston confession, if you go subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, the confession will come out later. It says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasure forevermore. The doors are now open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. I'm honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I share something with you? You'll know if something is an idol in your life if you try to hide that thing from God. If it's not up for discussion and that's a part of your life that you try to hide from God, that you don't want to talk about with God, that you don't want to talk about with others, you'll know if that is an idol in your life because that's the part of your life that you try to keep in secret mind. God, that's the part of your life you don't want to share. That's the part of your life you don't want nobody to know about. When you're that's I don't care if it's your money. I don't care if you got but that's the part of your life. If you're hiding that part of your life from God, then that's probably something that's an idol in your life. If you won't let the Holy Spirit correct that part because it feels good or it's your norm or you've been operating rating in it then that's a key that that's probably an idol in your life. If it gets more of your attention, here's another thing. If it gets more of your attention than God gets, then that's probably an idol in your life. If it's getting more of your attention, if if you on social media a whole lot, I don't care if it's for positive things or what. If you consume by that all day, if you got all your notifications on, if you constantly got your phone in your hand, 
then guess what? This is probably an idol. If you can't put your phone down, if you always got to see what's being posted, this has probably become an idol in your life. And it's hard when you have a high idol, when you have an idol in your life, what happens is you're missing the opportunity for God to connect to you in the most intimate places. Nope, you cannot hide from God. He sees and knows anything, but you can impact how the Holy Spirit works in your life. You can impact how the Holy Spirit and what power you experience in your life. Well, we out of here. We got to get out of here. I'll see y'all back here. You invite somebody in in the morning. Share the video. Share, share the video today. Don't be afraid of your relationship with Christ. Don't be afraid. He said, if you're going to deny me before others, right, then I'm going to deny you when you get to this gate. Don't be afraid of your relationship with Christ. Share the video. Drop it off. Put it in people's inbox. Tell them, you need to get into this word. I want you in heaven with me. I want you better yet. I want you to experience kingdom right here on earth. I love y'all. I love you more than you know. My God, I love you so, so much. You do not know how much I love you. But more importantly, God loves you tremendously. Now, I need you to do me a favor. If you're new, I need you to go be loved today. Go be loved today. Let the love of God go before you. Let the spirit of God be in you. Go be loved. Let someone else experience God in you. Why? Because that's kingdom, baby. That's kingdom, baby. And I'll see you back here. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.